0: petersfield's shine radio hello dog lovers it's kate fairweather here with a new episode of dogs with jobs the podcast that celebrates the key workers of the canine world put your kettle on or uncork something or maybe you're popping on your headphones or airpods into your ears off for a walk here's what we've got for you today now we started the series with a gorgeous gorgeous Golden, gentle giant of a caring dog, Acorn, who worked as a reading assistant at Petersfield Infant School. We're now shifting gears a bit to something rather different. There is, of course, a grand tradition of dogs in the military and in the police. And, and these are very different from companion dogs. They're highly trained with very close working relationships between dog and human, be they soldiers or police. I've uh, not not met a police dog before, and uh, we've tried three times to meet up, and each time she's been called away and deployed to some kind of incident. So, um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's going to work today, because I'm excited about meeting this one. She's a Belgian Malinois. I'm on my way to meet her with her handler, Police Constable Beale. I understand that police dogs, the convention is with police dogs, to abbreviate it to PD. So it's police dog and uh, the dog that I'm meeting is PD (laughs) DD, which gave me a real chuckle. But I will be keeping my chuckles to myself because the Belgian Malinois is a pretty special, highly effective dog. Here's a reminder of uh, what uh, an ex-police handler had to say about the Belgian Malinois.
1: They're literally like firearms without a safety catch. You've got to be really switched on to work them.
0: Now, if you haven't heard of a Belgian Malinois, don't be surprised. I hadn't either. The Belgian Malinois is a little bit like a German shepherd. It's a herding dog, a sheep dog. And the Belgian Malinois dates right back to the Middle Ages in Belgium. In fact, the first breed club was formed in 1891. Professor Adolphe Roel of the Belgian Veterinary School examined 117 examples of the breed and classified them into four different types. Um, and they They were named according to the area of Belgium where they originated. So there is one called the Lacanois, I hope I'm saying that right, for example, which gained gained its name from the Chateau of Lacan, a royal residence of Queen Marie Henriette, or Marie Henriette, who favoured the variety. All four varieties only differ by coat and colour. So there's one called the Grunendahl, which is black with a long coat. Very beautiful. Um, the Leca has a ha- a harsh, wiry coat, a red or fawn with some black shading. Um, the Turverin is long-coated and it, you can see it in red, a sort of tan colour or grey. And it often has a black mask on its face. There's a lot of black fur and overlay. And the Malinois, which is the one we're meeting, has much the same colouring, that's the red fawn or grey of the Turveran, but is short-coated, it has a dense short coat. So before I head off to meet P.C. Beale and P.D.D.D., let's hear a bit more about this creature. First, what does the Kennel Club say in terms of breed standard?
1: The Belgian Malinois, breed standard. Medium-sized, well-proportioned, intelligent, attentive, hardy and alert. Fine proportions and proud carriage of head, conveying an impression of graceful strength. Not only a sheepdog, but also a guard dog. Head, finely chiselled, eyes, slightly almond-shaped, preferably dark brown, black-rimmed eyelids, direct, lively and inquiring look. Strong white teeth. Teeth, firmly set in well-developed jaws. Body powerful but elegant. Upper line of body straight, broad and powerfully muscled. Their physical attributes equip them to be excellent herding dogs. They're agile, fast and lightly built yet robust. But the breed has shown its versatility as a service dog, widely used by the police and armed forces. They have an appetite for work, being watchful, wary and highly intelligent.
0: So I'm... I've met up with Police Constable Beale. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. Can I call you Stacey?
2: You can, yeah, no problem.
0: <laughs> and Stacey's got two dogs with her at the moment. The one that we were particularly meeting. Um, tell me about Didi.
2: So, police dog Didi is what we call a general purpose police dog. That means she's trained to find criminals that are hiding from us, uh, track after they've left a- scene of a crime she can locate property that they've discarded on route and she can also chase and detain somebody if they decide to run away okay so that is that the kind of base all-rounder function within the yeah so every dog handler has a general purpose police dog and then on top of that we have our specialist search dogs as well which we'll come on to later um i've had dd since she was 18 months old um and that I took her on in 2018 and that involves a 12-week basic course with the dog nice. um, all over places in Hampshire and Thames Valley and then you're qualified as a successful team and you can go out on the streets and police so you have your, your certificate uh, that you're a, a safe team to work together um, and you can go out and catch criminals <laughs> And I'm
0: looking at Dee, having met her for the first time, because you've got two dogs with you, Stacey. You've got your Black Lab yep. and you've got your Belgian Malinois. Tell me a little bit about the breed. Why is a Belgian Malinois so well-suited to police
2: work? Well, police tend to use German Shepherd dogs, Belgian Malinois. We have in the past had a Rottweiler on the force, um, but they particularly like the Belgian Malinois because they're quite light on their feet. Um, she only weighs 22 kilos, so she's one of the lightest dogs on the force. She's that's, than that's my Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> However, she is very athletic, and she can cover the ground at ease and with a lot of speed. Um, so, and just she, I mean, I'm looking
0: at her now, and she's got incredibly athletic. You can see the musculature she's there.
2: Solid muscle, that
0: dog. Yeah, yeah, and she's smaller than I imagined she would be. This way. Come. So, although that's very light. Get on. How does she... I mean, is it a...
2: Do you get underestimated? What's Very the expectation? much so. Um, the criminals will look at her and they will almost <laughs> dismiss her capability because she's so small. Um, and also, being a female handler as well, they think sometimes they have the upper hand. Right. So they will chance their luck and they will try and run away. And what happens in that case? Uh, if I'm justified to send the dog to detain that person... I will obviously do so but I have to challenge them first and give them an opportunity to give up What level of risk or rather at what level of risk do you bring the dogs out in the police generally? Gener- it depends what role you're looking at using them for so if I'm using the dog for tracking a suspect um, it can be any particular crime okay. that the suspect has left it can be anything from a domestic right up to a theft of a vehicle or even a murder that they've left the scene of and in that case you're expecting her to sent to track the scent she'll of the criminal. she'll track the scent of the most recent person who's left that scene unfortunately sometimes that's of my colleagues <laughs> <laughs> it makes it quite interesting sometimes <laughs> but yeah she should be able to track them and when we do hopefully find that person generally you would give them an opportunity to give up and be compliant a lot of the times they aren't interested and they will try and they will try and run away or they may even turn around and try and attack you with the dog and what happens hypothetically in that situation well the dog is trained to protect itself and its handler the dog will actually go into protection mode and will engage with a suspect Um, which may involve that suspect getting bitten Um, just for an example if we are sent to a This is the levels of justification that we have to look at. I could not send the dog after a a child. Um, I can't send the dog after somebody who's nicked a 20-piece sweets from a shop. Right. If a suspect's running away with a weapon and they've just committed quite a serious offence, my justification level goes up then to utilise the dog. So...
0: That sounds to me as though you're actually constantly recalibrating the risk all
2: the time as a handler. Um, We've got something in the police called the National Decision-Making Model, and we have to base all of our uh, assessment on that model, and it's constantly changing. Um, With the dog, everything evolves right in front of you. You don't have a lot of time sometimes to even think. Um,
0: So how does it get embedded or inculcated in you, because... You're making that decision, aren't you? And that judgment training.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been in the police for twenty years almost. Okay. I did five years as a special before joining the regulars, and I joined the dog section in 2012. So I'm in my ninth year on the section. She's my third general purpose dog. I've got her retired colleague at home, so she's she's now eleven. Did Didi live with you? Yeah, so I've got two uh, purpose-built kennels at home just for the police dogs. Uh, They're supplied by work and they're maintained by work as well and they cover all the veterinary expenses of the dogs. Right. But they obviously live at home with me and even on my days off, they go out walking with us. And do you have other pets? Uh, I've got another dog um, and obviously a little child, so (laughs) my life is quite busy. (laughs) (laughs) It, yeah it sounds it sounds i mean
0: presumably you wouldn't have wanted to be in the dog section if you weren't very keen on
2: your dogs no, and you're very animals. very committed to the dogs yeah. um, it, it's more of a vocation rather than an actual job yeah. if you if you don't like being around the dogs, there's no point being on the dog section yeah. And all... is it is it quite a competitive very. <laughs> course, because... yeah. it is very competitive um I think in Hampshire we've got four ladies on the section now. Out of how many? I think we've now got 20. So we have five shifts, and each shift has got three or four officers. And we cover the whole of Hampshire. Petersfield being part of that. Yep, so I cover the north of the county, switching into the east as well. So I cover Basingstoke, Aldershot, down to Petersfield, Alton... It's that whole area of the north. It's quite a variety of um, clients (laughs) and uh, terrain. And tell me,
0: what does a day in the life of a police dog look like for Dee Dee?
2: So this morning, uh, they get up at... Well, I get up at seven. They go out, do their business, have their breakfast. Uh, They get groomed. Uh, About an hour before I start my shift, I'll go and check the dogs, take them for a nice walk they then get put in the van whilst I clean out the kennels so the kennels are clean for when I get home we have our basic things that we get up to which is a bit of training, a bit of tracking a bit of obedience, I try and do that most days just to keep the dog ticking over Um, we get deployed from the control room from colleagues, we can self deploy so if we see something we can actually deploy ourselves we also then have to make that risk assessment whether we use the dog or not a lot of us now carry tasers whereas before we didn't um, Why is that? It gives us another, opportun- uh, another option. Before you get the dog out? Yeah. Um, and sometimes we are sent as just a, a police officer to something like a domestic, and you wouldn't take the dog into a house for domestic. But if it goes wrong, you've got that option available to you to protect yourself.
0: And, and do, how do people react when they see you and Dee Dee, or even
2: the, the van with the words dog on the side? I'd say most of the people that we come across are law-abiding citizens and they're quite pleased to see the dogs. they quite like to have a chat with you about them um, and they want advice on their own pet dogs, (laughs) um, which I'm quite happy to help with, but I'm no expert, obviously. Um, But the the people that don't appreciate us arriving on the job uh, tend to be on their toes and gone quite quickly. Uh, They don't like to stand around and argue with 42 teeth. (laughs)
0: I mean, she's looking so alert now. She's got those pointy ears that I suspect lots of people see a Belgian Malinois and they imagine they might be seeing a small Alsatian.
2: Yeah, people do get confused with what she is. Um, A lot of people have never even heard of the breed. The German police use them a a lot and obviously the Dutch police. Um, I actually really like them just because they're so light. Uh, Yesterday I had a job and I had to put the dog into the roof space. So, I had to climb up a ladder with the dog on my shoulders, put her through the loft hatch, and then try and get her back down again once she'd searched the whole roof. Um, So, if you imagine that being a 40 kilo German Shepherd, that wouldn't really work. That wouldn't have even happened. So, yeah, it's, it's quite nice we have a bit more capability with her size, I think. I can get her into smaller spaces. Where it's where your dog sits in
0: terms of the police toolbox, if you like. So if you're at an incident, at what point are you getting the dog out the van? What would your colleagues be doing at this
2: point? Again, it depends on the type of job. I don't think we can go across there. We might have to walk over the main bridge. Uh, If we were to go to a public order uh, incident, where you've got a rave or lots of people having a big fight, the dog would only come out um, if there was a threat to safety of colleagues. So if they had their batons drawn and they were using their personal protection equipment in that manner, then I would be then justified to consider getting the dog out as a support tool for them. She can also be used to push people back, so to control crowds. Um, she does the work of about 10 to 15 officers. Um, in terms of persuading people to move back to
0: where I you lightly want them. i
2: persuading them. I like to puff it. <laughs> with her lovely toothy smile.
0: Tell me about your relationship with her as a dog. Like, you obviously love animals, you've got a pet dog. How does, wh- what's the difference?
2: Obviously, she's in the kennel. She doesn't come in the house, but she's my, like, my work partner. So she's with me probably more often than my pet dogs. Um, so we have a very good relationship but it's totally different to that of my pet dog Um, she'd quite happily come and sit on your sofa (laughs) and have cuddles but that might then she may not want to go out and work then because it's too easy to sit in the house (laughs) and does she enjoy her work I'd have to say she loves it (laughs) how do you know very bored if I've got a few days off and she will start bouncing around in the kennel is that because she's clever? Because she, she has an intelligent look about her. She is very clever, but I think she just lives to work. Um, that is her ethos in life. She's, she just likes being out doing things, uh, interacting with people. And she's actually very good around other dogs, so I can go out into public open spaces and not have to worry if a a little furry thing comes running over to say hello. And I'm assuming, looking at her, she looks very agile. Is agility one of the things that makes... She can jump a six-foot fence without an issue from from standstill. Um, And as I say, although she's quite light weight-wise, she's so fast and agile, she just knocks people off their feet so they they sort of look at the dog and think no that won't do anything but because she hits you quite quickly she over but you overbalance then and you end up on rolling around with her on the floor
0: <laughs> that makes me want to know actually when it comes to breeding them or where police dogs come from if you've got a really effective dog how much is it about the dog how much is a about the relationship how how do you it's a bit what's your feeling i understand it's not a set answer so
2: when you first go on to with the general purpose dogs when you go to your first initial training course Mm. you don't know what dog you're getting so you this is because you
0: have applied to the dog section you're going to be trained as a handler
2: handler. (laughs) before you get anywhere near a puppy first few days that you're on the section having your training they have new dogs and they will match you with your personality and attitude towards the right dog. Interesting. And how, uh, how what are they looking for? What qualities make you and
0: Didi a good pair, a good we're pair of colleagues?
2: <laughs> um, I think we've both got a very similar ethos to work. We just want to get the job done. We don't mess about. We'll go in, we'll deal with an incident, and then we'll get out and sort of debrief it afterwards. Hers usually involves a treat if she's done a good job. So thinking about
0: the breed she's agile she's fast she has all of those qualities and i think that they're herding and guard dogs aren't they really like german shepherds in their origin they are yes okay. yeah and then you've got personality so she's quite matter of fact get the job done raring to go
2: Yep, definitely
0: so has there been a highlight of your working with dd how, how long have you been together oh, about two and a half years we've, or been,
2: we've been together about two years yeah uh, we've had quite a lot of good jobs Um, I would say, though, the best job I had was last Friday in Basingstoke, where they had traffic officers pursuing a stolen motorcycle. Um, Due to the circumstances, the motorcyclist was able to um, lose my colleagues and uh, hid behind an industrial unit with the motorbike. And on seeing my colleague on foot, he decided to try and run away. He managed to make it good as escape, literally onto the motorway. Um, and hid in an old person's residential back garden. Um, she tracked for about a mile up onto the motorway. So they closed the motorway for us, so we could continue the search. And then I spotted the suspect hiding in a garden, and he hadn't seen us at this point. So we walked around to the other side, and on seeing us, he tried to run away. So bad he, move, I'm guessing. Very bad move. Uh, he was contained by other officers, but... Um, he decided to try and out run the dog and on releasing the dog after challenging him, he suddenly had a change of heart, turned to face us and put his hands up. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I'd already released the dog. So I was expecting the dog to just carry on. But because I recalled her, she actually just turned and came straight back and sat at the heel and just barked at him and he landed on his face. Hiya, you're um, right. So yeah, that's probably that the best fantastic. job I've had with her in her career. Because I guess one of the things that I've
0: been wondering is, you know, you're harnessing all of her natural instincts, aren't you? Yep. You're herding, you're chasing, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. But you're also asking her to show quite a lot of restraint. Yes. Yeah, and not is that how you know... decisions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So how far are you in charge of her response to something? Does she bark when you tell her to bark? She how... will do,
2: yes. Right. So if I was to just let you carry on walking and tell her to watch you, yeah. she would probably start barking at you. Um, if you had a ball in your hand, definitely, because that's her, her reward for training purposes. Um, Recall's the base, isn't it? It is. Oh um, yeah. The main thing with the general purpose dogs is safety. Yes. So if you haven't got a solid recall with the dog, um, you won't be licensed to go out on the street. Yeah. Um, and And by being able to call her back from the guy who just stopped running that just proves to me that she's although she can be a little bit you know naughty at times as any dog can um she will come back when when the time's right and when you would count on it and how how does the arc of her career go like she's mature now isn't she yeah she is a mature dog
0: dog you've got how long will you work her for
2: I'd hope to work until she's a good eight years old. Uh, our next career sort of progression, I'm hoping at the end of this year, is to go on to firearm support dog. Why do you want to do that? Because having been in the section nine years, my previous dog, I could not work around with firearms teams because she would have bitten them. Um, she wasn't suitable for that type of work. But Dee is so amenable around my colleagues that that's something I'd like to progress into. But it's... It's something you have to go into as a team yes. and you have to build that bond up. And it's it's I think it's a four-week course to actually improve their skills and yourself as a team yeah. before they'll let you loose with the firearms teams on live jobs. So at the moment we are able to respond to spontaneous firearms incidents yeah. but pre-planned incidents or jobs that they're looking at getting warrants or going to put people's doors in, they would ask for a proper firearms support dog. Uh, so it's a dog that's had all of the training it's more so for the searching for suspects inside houses and open spaces she'll quite happily go and find somebody but it's just the overall control from the handler of the dog working around everybody else so that's what I'm aspiring towards and you reckon she's got the goods? I think she definitely has (laughs)
0: yeah she's such a nice dog and when she retires, would she stay with you or, or are yes. they...
2: Yeah, you? no, I will, I will probably keep her when she retires because um, Ritzy won't be, probably be with us because she's now 11, so she's, her little legs are starting to go. Um, but she's got a good another four years, I would suggest, so hopefully that won't be too soon. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I'm very taken with her. But all the same, I kind of don't feel like going and nuzzling and going blah, 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 blah to her either. She
2: would actually be okay with you. you. Yeah, she's she's quite amenable. Would Let you? Me, um, Can I come say
0: hi? Yeah, she's Hello. quite happy to say hi.
2: Oh, She loves she's nothing gorgeous. more than a little chin rub. are yeah, you
0: gorgeous? Yeah,
2: good girl. Oh,
0: Oh, good girl. When I pass you a ball,
2: she'll actually bark at you. Okay, hang on a sec.
0: I'll aim to catch it. it wrong,
2: okay. <laughs>
0: oh, look at that. She's absolutely pent up like an athlete. <laughs> what am I going to do with the ball? Uh,
2: when she starts to bark, just gently throw it for her. Okay. <laughs> Yay, good <job>. girl. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you...
0: my God, squeaker. <laughs> Oh, so you give a lots of praise. I can see you get on well.
2: Yeah, yeah we're, we're both slightly mad, but I think that's a good way to be. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed meeting PC Beale and PDDD as much as I did. It actually felt quite a privilege to have a glimpse into another world for me. I always feel that if, if you're involved in either the police or the services generally, you understand that world. And if you're not involved like me, it's like a peek into a, a different universe. You know, when I see a police car generally, I have that slight feeling of, oh, am I going too fast? What have I done? It's that perpetually guilty conversation. Conscience, You know, I was the girl that had the cigarette behind the bike sheds at school and, and that follows me. And to adult life, it's quite pathetic, really. <laughs> now for next month, I hope you're going to join me again for the next episode. I'm actually talking to what I suppose you could describe as working dogs who are almost working as apprentices under each other because I'm speaking to a local sheep farmer who farms sheep in Strood and he has five generations of dog on his farm. So there's a whole span of ages and abilities there and he's going to talk us through next time around which will be at the end of the month. You can download it from wherever you get your podcasts. Please do subscribe to Dogs With Jobs. It won't clutter your feed because I do one a month and I promise promise that everything on that stream will be exclusively related to working dogs so uh, don't worry about any rubbish getting in your feed there so i hope to see you again join me again at the end of the month from tuesday the 30th of march and uh, we'll meet andrew and the sheepdog gang see you then have a great month
2: we need to have a plan
0: stay at home and make it shine you've got it great lockdown (laughs) listening from petersfield's shine radio It's about staying as local as we can and helping as many people in the community as we can. (laughs) Joff continues his bromance with John
2: Walker from the Petersfield Post. You do look lovely. You're, you're, You're the only person I see every week. The motivation is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Hello, my name is Matthew. I'm from Class 1G at Churches College, and this is a song I spent hours listening to in lockdown. I was walking past College Street and saw the phone box, so I had an idea that I'd start a little but It's really just come in and help yourself. We've got
1: lovely Lucy with us and Harrison, who's playing with some knobs.
0: The real pleasure is in the bass. Bassline for stupendously crunchy. I'm feeling quite patient about the whole thing. Stay at home and make it shine. Slightly intimidated by being told so precisely what to do. Great lockdown listening from Petersfield's Shine Radio.